Hello, Wayne's Wild. I'm glad you came back to join me. I've been waiting. Have you? Hopefully. Now, for those of you that are first-time listeners, um, I am Division, and this is Wayne's Wild, a wonderful place where all subjects can be talked about. I know there's a saying now in this modern society where they tell you, hey, if you're a master of, if you're a jack of all trades, it means you're a master of none. Eh, whatever. I think having a broad open forum where you can talk about basically anything is refreshing. And I am open to listening to what you want. So you can always DM me at Wayne's World at Instagram. Or you can comment on one of the Wayne's World videos. Uh, that's W-A-Y-N-E-Z-W-O-I-L-D. You already knew that, but if you didn't, there you go. But today's podcast is going to be a review on Bel Air. Bel Air is a drama remake of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Now, this ideal originally came when Joyner Lucas took his own money and basically made this concept up and did a pilot for it. Will Smith ended up loving it. And fast forward, here we go with Bel-Air, the show. Now, Bel-Air is available on uh, Peacock, which makes sense, NBC and Will have had a great relationship, and it's uh, it's a, it's a drama. So to have a dramatic black show on NBC is is a thumbs up in our direction, and um, it goes with what the common premises of the modern era is. Everything is a remake. There's no originality. It's all remakes, right? I don't believe that, but for the sake of argument, let's discuss it. Now, with this being a remake, it has a pretty big following with among Gen Xers and even millennials and Gen Zs uh, through reruns. I have had several debates on who was funnier, uh, Martin or Will Smith, which show was funnier. And depending on which generation you laid in, and what age you were when you appreciated the source material, that's the side you fell on. Fresh Prince was more of a family-friendly comedic show that could be accepted by a broad range of ages. So you can have a young child watch the Fresh Prince, and for the most part, excuse me, for the most part, they can capture or get the gist of what's being presented to them, where... Uh, a show like Martin, you would have to be an adult to really catch all the jokes. It's kind of like watching Sanford and Son um, as an adult versus watching it as a child. But it, it, it has a big following. So because of that, this had to be done very carefully. And, and I watched it with a very skeptical eye. And the folks that watched it with me had a very skeptical eye and weren't on board with it. And I noticed that across the board. I've interviewed probably a hundred to, uh, maybe not a hundred, maybe about uh, 80, 80 people in regard to this. Um, about 20 to 30 in person and the rest were all online and DMs and so forth. And what, what I found was 
some people just flat out aren't watching it because they're not accepting of it. I don't think it resonates or it registers in the, in their brains that it's even possible to make a product like the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air a drama. Because all you can see is Will dancing around doing his thing. You see Carlton doing the Carlton dance and yet Hillary and, and Uncle Phil. Will! It, 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 I, I couldn't get it in my head, even when I saw the Jordan Lucas product. I was like, cool, but you know, I couldn't really get what the people he had chose, and but I still didn't get get it. Meaning that I understood the concept and it's closer to reality, but how can this be conveyed to a modern era? And in fact, how can it even be relevant in this day and age without changing what makes it special? So this was an undertaking of epic proportions, but what did give me hope was that Willow Smith was on board with it. And Will Smith being being as though this launched his career and 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 gave him the vehicle to be the man he is today, um, for him to be a part of it and an and an executive producer, one can ascertain that he's gonna make sure you come correct. You bring in the noise, bring in the drama, and let me tell you, they did. Everyone in this show does what they're supposed to do. The one thing I was worried about, I, I, I wasn't really worried about Will. I wasn't worried about Will at all, at all. Because I felt Will would take care of that. The other roles I was up in the air about, but to be honest with you, the one role I was most worried about was actually Uncle Phil. Because I thought that, I think Uncle Phil was an unappreciated part of Fresh Prince. And I think James Avery even felt that during his life. He loved everybody he did it with, but I think James Avery, while he was alive, understood that Uncle Phil was not appreciated for what he brought to it. That father figure. He wasn't just a father figure to Will and the kids. He was a father figure to us, the people watching. So for you to to do Uncle Phil, you got to do it right. And you got to do it proper. And Adrian Holmes, Adrian is uh, what, 47, I believe. So he's in that Uncle Phil age, but he's an in-shape kind of guy. He's giving off a little younger swag, more serious. But I love the way he's doing it. And we're going to get to Uncle Phil in a little bit. But um, Jabari Banks as well, I love it. I think he, he, he really brings across that awkwardness. Um, he, he, he has a confidence about him, but that stops at the town limits of Philly. And even though he brings that confidence sometimes, you can tell he's still trying to figure it out while not trying to lose himself, lose what made him special. And he bonds with Aunt Viv, and, and, and Aunt Viv is also another one that I appreciate how they did it. And I appreciate what um, uh, uh, Cassandra Freeman brings to the role. She reminds me a lot of the first Aunt Viv. Now, I, I like the show in all its iterations. But the first Aunt Viv, I felt she gave me that mama vibe. There's a, there's a, um, a quote that Carlton, the new Carlton says. And um, I'm not going to give it away because I want you to watch the show. I'm not going to give away any plot points, but I want you to watch the show. But I will tell you this. Carlton says, 
tell one of his white friends, you don't mess with a black mama. And the first Aunt Viv gave you that vibe. Aunt Viv definitely gave you that vibe. Don't mess with me. The second Aunt Viv, she was sweet. She was kind. And even though she had a couple moments of, you know, where she got stern, um, definitely Miss Maxwell Reed, just she's too sweet a person to, to make it believable that she's going to be this tough mother. Cassandra Freeman, she, she, she walks the line because there's an uncertainty in her. But that's the genius of, of how she's portraying the character. And maybe it's method acting, maybe it's not. I, I would love to interview her one day. However, I do feel that she brings something very integral to that role. Um, that black mom that came from the hood, rose above it, and now I'm navigating this lifestyle. But my sensibilities are still based in the hood. So a lot of the things that I um, prioritize are based on an upbringing that wasn't full of opulence. And it, it's difficult for her to connect with her kids, especially Hillary, because they can't understand where she's coming from because they've done such a good job at sheltering them from the lives they came from. And that's where it does mirror the show because you, you kind of saw that even though it was a comedy, you saw that and that was a plot point and this is a plot point here. But Jabari and Aunt Viv, they, they, they give you this relationship that they have. Like Aunt Viv loves this kid and you can tell because he's not only her blood and he's not only her nephew, but he's her portal back to what is her foundation. She, he's the portal back to what made her who she was, and it keeps her grounded. He's her ground, and she is his ground. So there's a symbiosis between the two that's, that's very evident, and I believe that was supposed to happen with Will. And you kind of saw it, but you can tell that the original Aunt Viv, Viv didn't like Will too much, and that came across on, on the camera. I think, honestly, that's what really led to her being pushed off the show. Other than her demands and everything, it was the lack of rapport you had with Will. So I think that's why she blamed him for so many years. And I, I challenge you to go and watch the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunion special. It'll, it'll make you cry. I didn't cry. I'm a big, tough guy. But I heard some guys cried. Um, but it'll give you an, an, an ideal into the downfall of the show and, and, and the mechanics of how it ran. But Jabari does a great job, and he does a, a great job of being awkward. And I, I love that they played little Easter eggs, little sayings and little things from the original show, but it's still a drama. Uh, but let's go into Carlton, which is Oli uh, Sholatan. And he is a villain immediately. And the original Carlton was technically a villain. Him and Will, while they were cousins and everything they they had an adversarial relationship even up to the end but they would have moments of peace and and love and at the end of the day you understood that they each had each other's back and that's what you're going to get with this show and over the first four episodes it, it you're seeing the relationship between carlton and will grow but also keep hitting speed speed bumps and again, I'm not going to give you any plot points. There's no spoilers in this whatsoever. I want you to watch the show. 
Um, Uncle Phil, again, he's a lawyer. You, you know all of this. I'm not going to give you the, 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 the details of it, but you want to see how he reacts. And he does a great job of conveying what reality would be. Here's this young man that I haven't spent a lot of time with. I might have seen him holidays. I know of him, but I don't know him. And now I'm bringing him into my household because he pulled a gun on. Sorry, I just gave a spoiler. Darn. Well, anyway, he's bringing Will over because Will got into a fight and his mom got scared. And now he's moving with his auntie and uncle in Bel Air. Um, So you're going to have to see that. Ashley, you don't see really too much of her initially. So I. I don't have a lot to say. It's a cute little girl, uh, Akira Akbar. And uh, I think she, she gives me those vibes as Tatiana Ali would give me at that age. So I think there's a tremendous upside to her. I hope they don't waste her. I hope she's not a, a Jamie Foxx worthy where she goes upstairs and never comes back down again. Um, and there are other big characters. Jordan L. Jones plays jazz. For some reason, I want him to be uh, Jason Weaver. I don't know why. Please, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I DM me on this, but when you watch him, I, I, I'm telling you, come back to me. You're going to want him to be Jason Weaver. He's got Jason Weaver face. I want him to sing the Lion King song and then do somebody's grilling ATL. But he, he's, he, I can see where he's going to be pretty good. Um, going to be supporting characters in the school. Uh, you know, kind of B-roll kind of characters, but I think uh, they're not going to overshadow the main character. So they're just there to play bit parts. Uh, but they, they, they did well. Um, some of Aunt Viv's friends, I think, were, was a missed opportunity in the first show. So they're really going to dive into this where Aunt Viv is given a, um, a group of, of girlfriends. And their counsel influences how she does things. And she bounces things back and forth with them. And with this being an hour versus a half an hour comedy, with limited commercials, then they can delve deeper into these character arcs and break down the scenes and the emotions for you, the viewer, which also makes it great. Now, I want to close out the podcast by talking about the one character I didn't think would be my favorite. And let me tell you, I like everyone in there, but right now, right now, today, Jeffrey is my favorite character. Now, Jimmy um, Mola, uh, in his 40s, and um, he's a British star. And you can tell because it comes out in a lot of things he says. And primarily, you, you've seen him in British movies, but now he comes over. So he's playing Jeffrey. And, and <laughs> I will give you this away. He's British. Jeffrey is portrayed being from somewhere else. But Jeffrey, without giving you any spoilers, is what you would imagine a modern house boy, house man. He's not a boy, but a house man would be. Even at the time during the Fresh Prince, a butler was more of a foreign concept to most of us. We couldn't even fathom what it was like to have a butler, let alone how that role should be. So we pretty much accepted Jeffrey for who he was. They presented what he was and the way he was portrayed to us was wonderful. But this Jeffrey here is not that Jeffrey. He's not here to do your dishes. He's not here to feed Uncle Phil at two in the morning. He's here to make sure that the house is safe. Let me explain to you. 
You want to watch Jeffrey. You want to get in on this with Jeffrey. Jeffrey is going to be the man. And for that purpose alone, you need to go watch this. This is the last podcast on Bel Air where I will not be giving you spoilers. I'm giving you a chance to go out and see Bel Air. Please, 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 people, do me that favor. Go see Bel Air. It's on Paramount Plus. If you don't have Paramount Plus, you can get one of your friends' uh, logins. And if you don't, I'm not advocating this, but I heard there's something called a fire stick that you may be able to see it on. But this is your boy Division. My pick of the week is Bel Air. Please go watch this because start next week is going to be spoilers, baby. I'll see you next time. Yeah, Bobby. Good night. <laughs>